Hello, and welcome to another episode of Finding Self with Jake. I'm your host, Jake Sudnick, and today I was just setting up to record a little bit of an intro to a really special episode that we have. So I have our, our first interview of 2022. Can you believe it's uh, 2022 already? My good friend, Aristasia. So I'm recording this post recording session uh me and her actually went on each other's podcasts and i I put together uh an interview with aristasia that i'm going to be playing for you guys here shortly so that's going to be today today's episode now to give you a little bit of a background on my friend here aristasia has been a wedding photographer now for about 10 years uh, specializing not only in the cleveland area but also destination and travel weddings it's been an artist a longtime artist and mural painter, some really cool stuff all around the great the greater Cleveland area. And those are just the the tip of the iceberg as far as things that she does. And also podcaster, coach. I mean, the list just goes on and on. So uh, without any further ado, we'll just get right into it here. This is, again, an episode of Finding Self with my friend Aristasia. And for a little bit more, if you guys are interested, also tune in to her podcast on passion and potential. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, anywhere that you find your podcast for a ton of great self-help and finding your best passionate life. Uh, there is also an interview with myself that you guys can look up as well. Thanks again for listening. All right, here we go. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so happy you guys are listening. So we're getting into today talking a little bit about when we have our guests on we love going into everybody's journey learning a little bit about how they're finding out what their best life is <laughs> and i know talking to Aristasia already we just got done with one episode with her so we're going to be really going into some things just learning about you know what makes you you and what <laughs> right how i got to this part <laughs> of where i'm at in life exactly so my opening question to get everything started and it really follows the show title is, and this is a really broad question, mm-hmm. but what do you think helps helped you really find where you're at in life and has brought you to the point where, you know, you're on a path where you feel, do you, number one, are you on a path that you feel like you found out the direction you want to be going in? Finally. <laughs> Good. It's been a journey. Like, finally. I feel like I'm, all the puzzle pieces are finally coming together. And I definitely, like, am one of those people that, it's like, you know, everything happens for a reason. Like, I'm such an optimist. But, I mean, there was a time there where I was like, when's the puzzle going to make sense? <laughs> I'm losing it over here. Oh, my gosh. So, yes, I'm very, very happy with um, the direction I'm heading and where I'm at in life right now. Nice. And, obviously, that's been a journey for you, just by what you're saying right now. <laughs> so, as far as helping and talking to other people and, you know, getting an idea out there, what do you think really helped you find yourself on that journey and has kind of led you to, I guess, tell me, number one, what are the things right now that are really going right in life that feel like this is the path I want to be on? Okay, so if I were to start there, um, so, you know, I've, I'm a full-time business owner. I have been since I was 21 years old and I'm 29 now. So I think first and foremost, the fact that I'm still running a successful business and I didn't like give up and start working for someone else is like probably the starter place that is going in the right direction. And obviously through that you pivot and you pivot and you pivot and you make adjustments. But the fact alone that I'm still working for myself and I'm living a very passionate career 
is the first, you know, thing I would have to like build off of. One, two, um, the last couple years, I mean, I mean, my whole life has just been like one big ball of chaos of finding myself. But <laughs> we can get into that if you want. But yeah. the last couple years is when I think I really, really um, adopted this sense of like maturity with finding myself. Okay. So I. Everything before that was like kind of like stumbling through. I did a lot of suppressing of feelings. Mm -hmm. I never really allowed myself to tap in too, too deep. Whereas like the last couple years, um, I have just done the the dirty, nitty gritty work. Like it sucked. (laughs) So I started therapy in like 2019. Yeah, yeah. And that was just a game changer. Um, So I would have to say, secondly, you know, after the fact that I still have a business i think i am in such a self-aware place like i feel so mentally strong and not in like a hey i'm gonna turn my head the other way and like put on a smile strong way like i genuinely feel like i have just oh my gosh i I have like beaten myself up and i've done the really hard things but i i feel so like sure of myself finally that is so important. Can you tell me a little bit more? I want to pause on this yeah. point for a second. Tell me a little bit more about that because I think that that's such a big thing. We talk a lot about anxiety and stuff yes. on my show oh my and gosh. people dealing with that. So I would love to know a little bit more about like what makes you feel strong. <laughs> so I think that I used to have this this mindset of like strength meant like happy. Yeah. Because it was like if – I, I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be angry. I don't want to be any of these things. So as long as I'm always feeling happy, then like I'm I'm a strong person. Look at me. I'm such an optimist. Like I go through life smiling. And in reality, what I learned is that was not being strong. Um, I mean, yes, I love that I was being an optimist and that I was finding silver linings. But at the end of the day, I was not accepting my actual true feelings. Okay. And I was doing a lot of deflecting and suppressing and... I was just living in like kind of a false state of reality. So oh, yeah. strength to me is like even through the crappy stuff, the yeah. the hard work, the all of the difficult times, it's just really accepting it and yeah. feeling it and working <laughs> and working on yourself to yeah. be a better version of yourself. Okay. That's that's so interesting because this is a, a point that I think is just weird to deal with, but it, it's kind of this idea of in your head, things don't necessarily, like in reality, things don't necessarily change. The change is internal, right? Oh, yeah. And it's such a strange point when you reach that level of like, okay, I am okay with who I am as a person. That acceptance. So much. <laughs> but it's it's almost like sometimes I wonder what that trigger is because it doesn't always feel like a trigger. I feel like it's one of those things that happens over time. Yeah. You know? It's 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 interesting because I've had a very similar journey with that. Um, but I think that it goes like, like you, I think it kind of goes hand in hand yeah. with situations and life experiences. Yeah. So like through, you know, a really bad breakup, you're going to find out a lot about yourself and, and then that is going to build strength. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it goes hand in hand with experiences like you you just keep learning and learning but i but that's what i mean when i say like i found strength in acceptance it's like yeah. i had to learn to accept those difficult situations and i had to learn to accept that um there was a lot of stuff on inside of me that i had to work on yes absolutely and i i think that that's such an important thing because there's this 
there's a choice you have to make at that point, right? And a lot of people may choose to not deal with those things. You know, Turn your head the other way. It's, it's so much easier. It is easier to say, okay, I'm just going to go on living my life. And I, I think that goes down to who you are, maybe who we are as people. Yeah. But for me, accepting things in a way that, that doesn't feel right is just like not an I option. Can't do it. it doesn't, it, it, it literally doesn't align with who you are as a person. But that's why I remind myself of this often because I think in my like early 20s and yeah. even mid 20s, like I said, it was just a couple years ago that I think I finally started to figure it out. But I think through all of that, I always felt like something was missing and I did not feel aligned and I would deal with all of these, you know, confidence issues and I deal with just so much. Like I just yeah. never felt right. Wow. I never felt like I was being you know, my most passionate self. I was being my best version of myself. I never, none of it seemed aligned. And I, yeah. and I would wonder why I was so sad and I would wonder why I felt so lonely. And oh my now looking hindsight, it's like, well, I wasn't like doing what I really was meant to do or what I wanted yeah. to do or, well, you know what I mean? Like, of uh, course so I'm going to feel I, like yeah. I'm on another planet because I wasn't on the planet I wanted to be on. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, so those are some big things that have changed so far. Wow. Okay. That's that's huge. Now, on that same path, do you feel like there's things that you're still working out? Oh, yes. <laughs> what do you got going on? Every day is something, I yeah. swear. Like, But no, but like I think, like I was saying, like through like all this self-work, like you just keep learning more and more about yourself Yeah. Um, instead of just turning your head the other way. So, I mean, currently now I'm dealing with kind of this pivot in my career where okay. I'm like, well, which direction do I want to go? And one minute I'm this way, the next minute I'm that way. And yeah. I feel a little lost, but not lost like I was before. God. Like, I do feel like I have some guidance there. Um, mm. I think, uh, so, like, this year was, I, like, finally allowed myself to, like, be in a relationship again. Okay, that's so, a big one. Yeah, so that was, like, a really big transition of, like, allowing my heart to, like, feel things. And so that... <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I that know. hits me in a very personal place. I like, know. Right? It's so easy sometimes. We talked about shutting down. It, it's very easy to just shut it all down and say, and okay. And I did that. And, it, and, th and that's what I mean when I say strength is, like, acceptance. Yeah. It's, like, instead of, like, letting myself just shut it all down and suppress and feel nothing, mm -hmm. I forced myself to, like, allow feelings again, even if they sucked and even this if I hurt. cried. This and, might suck. And it sucked so bad. Oh, my gosh. I've never cried so much. But, like, oh, no. you know what I mean? But, yeah. no, but, like, that, that strength to me is the fact that I did yeah. cry. So, currently, yeah. like, I'm now navigating, like, a healthy relationship. So, yeah. I think that comes with a lot of, I'm not going to say, like, challenges, but just, like, self-exploration. Like, yeah. it's like I'll go to, like, therapy and I'm like, so I spent, like, all my 20s thinking I was this, but now I'm this. Yeah. So, and, like... I thought that this was love and it turns out this is love. So like, I think that that's just another thing that I'm yeah. like actively working through that I, I actually do feel proud about. Wow. So like career and like relationships, I'd say I'm probably a little bit of a little lost puppy still. Like not a completely lost puppy, yeah. but like minor lost puppy. No, that's, <laughs> but that's important. And when, when you're kind of working through those things, what do you think like, what is the best way to even say this? Like, what do you think helps kind of like you have therapy that you go yeah. through and that's like a, a good outlet for you right so like for people that are trying to figure that out on their on their own mm -hmm. what do you think helps guide you in that right direction to get you to those places where you're in a better spot well for starters um journaling 
Okay. So, like, you don't even have to be a writer. Like, I know you mentioned that you like to write. Like, mm -hmm. I don't even need to be a writer, but, like, my when I initially kind of, like, started this journey, I, I wasn't even in therapy. And, like, I would just journal all the time. I would just write down, like, every thought yeah. and, like, every insecurity and every feeling. And I think even doing that alone can kind of help you, like, realize what you're feeling and kind of analyze, oh, like, this is a – a real feeling like what are my like you know what I mean this is reality this isn't just like something made up in my head sure. it almost kind of helps you like not like gaslight yourself wow. so I would say like if someone's not in therapy like do a lot of journaling and do a lot of like digging deep because the paper's not going to judge you you know you might feel yeah. anxious talking to a friend about it but like paper's not going to judge you just like get all of it out I think that's important especially for people that are very anxious because it's yeah. easy to want to throw those and you know dump on people sometimes too so allowing you to work through it a little bit on your own yeah. can also be really valuable and it can be really healthy i think like yeah. like the best way to find yourself is to spend a lot of time with yourself <laughs> seriously yeah. like and so just for starters yeah write it all out and just really try and accept um what you're feeling is valid wow okay before i i guess anything else i mean like therapy obviously is like insanely beneficial yeah. but i think it always starts with you first and it starts with nice. your thoughts and your own feelings nice you know Aristotle, it's funny that we jumped right into talking because i was so excited to get into everything that i didn't i kind of skipped over your whole intro of who you actually <laughs> are which i'm gonna be have everything written up for everybody so they'll be able to know exactly but let's take a little bit of a step back because no one has has had the chance <laughs> to actually like, who is this lady no uh, <laughs> tell take a minute and tell everybody that's here a little bit about what it is that you are as a person what you know and there's two parts to this you told us a little bit about your career, but give us a little, you know, step back. Tell us about your career, who you are. And then I'd like to know a little bit something outside of that, because I think that it's for some people, it can be tough. I know for me, it's tough. If everything's so career focused, I'd like to know what people are outside of their work. Okay. Too. Um, yeah. All right. So we'll start with career. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a full time wedding photographer, yeah. also a mural artist and also a podcaster. Yes. <laughs> so murals and podcasts have been the newest obsession. Mm -hmm. I started those last year, so in 2021. Heck yeah. Um, but I've been a full-time wedding photographer for, how many years has it been now? Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's been eight years. Eight, wow, eight okay. Years. Um, so that's my career as a whole. If yeah. I were to dig a little bit deeper, I have a lot of passion, much like you, in helping people. I've just, yeah. I, I don't know, I thrive off of it. Um, obviously, I have a lot of passion and creativity. Yeah. I love all things artsy and crafty and um, I just love expressing myself um, and then honestly I have a lot of passion in business like I love I could talk business all freaking day like I'm not kidding like I really could yeah. I love and I don't mean like I'm not really numbers I'm like super dyslexic so <laughs> but like like I could talk like business plans yeah. or like creative marketing or marketing or like even strategy I just love business and that kind of might go hand in hand also with helping people because I love to yeah. see people thrive. You know what I mean? So if I see someone like thriving on in their business or their hobby or whatever it is, like mm -hmm. I'm like, let's talk about it. That's, that's so interesting because I feel like for creative people, that can sometimes be a struggle to have both of those. It's so weird. Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't, I'm not sure where it stems from. I've actually like thought a lot about this because yeah. I'm not, I'm not a numbers person. Um, literally terrible. I'm not a school person. I I hated school. Okay. <laughs> hated it. Um, so I very much so am like a free spirit creative, 
But something in me has like had this little entrepreneur brain since I can yeah. remember. Like I remember being in elementary school and <laughs> telling all the kids I would make them desk posters for 25 cents. Like I, I didn't yeah. just do it for free. I asked for a quarter. Yeah, like, like come on. Like what? Like and I and I think back to that and uh-huh. I'm like, okay, so I was a young, like I had it in my brain somewhere. Like something in there has always had this idea of like creating an opportunity with like my skills, I guess. Okay. But then like even if it's we're not talking like, you know, my creativity or my skills, like I just love I don't know, I love business. <laughs> That's interesting. And I I guess my my follow-up question to that would be, could you ever imagine working for somebody again, like being employed? No, it's my biggest fear in life. (laughs) Literally my biggest fear. I don't know what I would do. I, like, I've been so long on my own, one, but two, I was so bad at working for someone else. Yeah. I was terrible. Oh, my gosh. Like. Do you think that might drive you a little bit, that you have this, like, I could never be in that position, so I know that I have to take, I have to be the one to lead it? I think it it definitely helps. It definitely helped me not, like, give up when things got hard, and it definitely helped me, like, keep my eye on the prize because mm. um, you know like I said I was like 21 when I went full-time and yeah. no 21 year old knows what they're doing like, no. <laughs> you have no idea so I kind of like threw myself into the business world of you know yeah. owning a business and I had like a couple thousand dollars saved up in my bank mm. account did you go to school at all for photography or were you uh, so I took classes in photography okay. and then I took classes in marketing okay um, got it. I'll say the marketing classes were they did nothing for me. Got like, this. working in marketing is what helped me. Yeah. Um, the photography classes were wonderful, though. Like, those yeah. were very, very helpful. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, so I, like, threw myself to the wolves, like, immediately into the world. Yeah. And then I think that the idea of, like, I'm so happy doing this, even if it's challenging and, like, I, I you know, I don't really quite know what I'm doing. I think that really helped me not give up because it was, like, I can't go back to an office. I cannot go back to a boss. It was, like, figure it out, do better you know, save better, all these things that kind of kept me um, motivated and disciplined throughout those, like, young years where, like, most people are just parting their lives away. <laughs> right on. That's, a, that's awesome. Okay. So that's that's an interesting perspective. I just think that it's so cool to have those, what most people would consider very opposing kind of traits, right? It is opposing. But they work really well together when you've got them both. Yeah, and I'm grateful. I'm happy about it. Once again, I don't know where it stems from. <laughs> I think if I had to like summarize it into one broad like yeah. idea, it probably stems from that I I often see opportunity with everything. Okay. So it's like I, you know, I'm good at painting. Oh, let me create use painting to create a life for myself. Like I use opportunity. Yeah. And then I think that, like, because I'm creating opportunity, maybe that's where, like, some of the business obsession comes from. Because I'm like, oh, well, I can market it. And then I'll get more people to hire me. You know what I mean? So it literally feeds right into that exact thing where it's like, by doing the thing I like, I can get more of the thing I like. Yeah. If I put it out to the right people. Correct. Yeah. And so, Uh and I think maybe that's where, and then I also just, like, I love strategy. I love just, like, seeing if something works and if it doesn't and, like, planning and brain dumping and so I think like that just like it's just a part of my brain that just like gets excited. So like that helps when, you know, you own a business. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Now I know that and this is from personal knowledge that you dabbled in the coaching world. Is that something that still interests you? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. So like um if I if I were to change one thing immediately about like this year and about like where I'm at in my career, it would be that I'm doing more mentoring and coaching okay. than I'm doing probably like photography. Okay, wow, that is a big change then. It is because 
at this point, I'm booking more weddings than I am coaching yeah. or mentoring. And it's not that I don't love weddings. I still love them, and I love every one of my clients. Yeah. But I want to be at a place where I can choose. Is that the potential to... pivot you were talking about? Yeah. Okay, I <laughs> gotcha. So. And, and that's where I, this is where I'm at with that. I think so. I think so. Because, like, everything, like, it's such mm-hmm. a, it's such a big change. And it's also yeah. a risk. And it's kind of one of those things where it's, like, I really got to keep um, my priorities straight and, and like this vision I have for my life aligned Yeah. if I want that change to come though. You know what I mean? And so I think that sometimes you have to baby step into it, which hence why I'm not doing, you know, Mm -hmm. 30 mentoring sessions yet because I, you know, I had a job to do and I had a very busy wedding season last year and it's like I couldn't put all that focus in it. Mm -hmm. But if I had the choice to right now, I would like absolutely just thrive doing it. Okay. And that's, so that's interesting too, because I I have a, I have a problem with myself where I feel like I have to be almost an all in person sometimes where I, or like, this is new. This is new for me too. Cause I'm going through something similar from everybody listening. You kind of have an idea of where I sit with, with what, you know, what I've been working through my personal life. Sounds like Aristotle here has something very similar. So this is, this is really neat. So when you did the photography thing, that was like an all in, right? All in. Like literally like quit my yeah. job, moved to South Carolina, had no connections, mm. had just a little bit of money saved up to pay my bills. And I was like, I'll figure it out. <laughs> Do you find that you get a little bit more complacent because you have yourself set up or yeah. what do you do to fight that complacency? I don't know. Or so, are we working through that still? I'm still working through yeah. it. So like I always try and not be complacent in terms of like my goals and my ambitions. Sure. But I will say, yes, it is absolutely safer to go with the wedding photography route because I've been doing it for so long. I've built up an incredible clientele. I have Google presence. Like I've worked really yeah. hard at it. So of course, like it's, it's the default. So sure. I don't know that I ever get complacent in terms of like what I want for my life. Yeah. I think I just am not as risky as I once was. It's so much <laughs> different when like you're older and, and maybe it's not. Maybe it, it maybe it's not that different, but yeah. I I kind of feel like it is. Like no. you've got I feel like there's more risk than when you're like young and who cares? Well, I think the risk is you have to think and you have to make a conscious decision if I was going to do that, is it worth throwing away the stability that I have? Because I do right. have some level of stability in doing what I'm doing. And and also with just curious with with what you do, part of you it sounds like you want to keep the wedding thing as part of your life. Yeah, some, I don't want to some, get rid of it. On some level. So it's not like this is gone, I'm only doing this now. You yeah. want that, you want both. Which is why I don't think I necessarily have to go all in. Yeah. Um, you know, because I, I do still want weddings in my life and I still want to be a wedding photographer, but I kind of want to like transition which weddings I accept. And yeah. I would like to do more travel weddings. Like I've kind of been there, done it with Cleveland. I've done it all. I really have. I think I've done it all. Yeah. I've done it all. Every single one. And like, I just, I've done every venue. I, and, you know, being a creative person and being like a free spirit, I'm like, okay, I want more. You know yes. what I mean? I want more. So it's not that I want to get rid of it. I just want to kind of pivot. Okay. Um. So that's why I told you earlier, I'm like in this kind of like, I don't know, limbo area. Like, yeah. like the career is like, it's slowly pivoting in terms of photography. But then it's like, I also need to put focus on the mentoring if I really want it to pivot that way. Got so I'm it. kind of all over the place right now. And I just need to get really aligned with and like make actionable steps instead of like, I want this. And I, I'm dreaming of that. Like it needs to be like, okay, listen, buckle up. You're doing this. <laughs> Do you have a couple? 
I do, yeah. Oh. Uh, so that's like what I've been working on really, really hard okay. uh, for the start of this year. Um, so first and foremost, I decided I have too many side hustles and I need to get rid of some. Um, and it is, and that's just me because I I can't sit still, I guess. <laughs> so thinning out the side hustles. I need to thin out the side hustles. So um, uh -huh. I launched Artsy Airy during the pandemic, which oh. I was selling art prints. And uh -huh. I, I still like doing it, but I just don't know that I'm all in enough on it. Yeah. Um, to, to really grow it to where it could be like a big part of my business. Got it. And so I kind of like told myself like, if you're putting effort into this and you're putting resources into it and money and whatnot, and it doesn't align with like what you want future-wise, because like at, at the end of the day, am I trying to like build a life where my art prints do it from? No, like I, my, I love art, but my passion really lies in like helping people and like, yeah. you know what I mean? So I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take my focus off of artsy Okay. Um, I'm still gonna continue to do murals because that is just like a piece of my soul that thrives. Okay. So I am. So I'm gonna kind of transition into like marketing murals more. Oh neat. Um, okay. And that's a little bit of business, a little bit of just also like absolute just happiness. <laughs> so I don't know. It's a little bit of both for me. But that was one step. As I told myself, I need to stop. Um, mm -hmm. I need to stop with all the side hustles because there's also more than arts here. There's just a ton. <laughs> So over the years, it's like a collection, right? Like yes. You start to you start to gather little projects, and you're like, yeah. "This sounds fun. This sounds fun." It all sounds fun. <laughs> yes, and deciding which ones you want to keep. I mean, it's and it's. I, I imagine, and this is an interesting th thing too. You're. You're like a super likable person to be around. So I feel like people also are like, are you going to do more of this thing? Yeah, so and, it's and like... then also people pleasers. So I say yes. Yes. And I'm like, I don't even want to do that. <laughs> like, I just like did this like painting project for someone where I didn't even want to do it. And oh, I did no. it. I was like not anything that I would normally paint. And I was like, why am I doing this? Like, So yeah, like I need to like kind of reevaluate what I'm saying yes to yes. and what I'm putting my time into. Yeah. Um, one. Number two, like I need to make actual actionable steps in terms of marketing the podcast okay. and marketing mentoring because mm -hmm. i feel like they kind of go hand in hand that makes sense um and what i do is i put out a lot of marketing for my photography mm. because it's beautiful pictures and because it's what i've been doing for 10 years you know what i mean yeah. and and then at the end of the day like what you have to remember with marketing is what you put out there is what you're going to attract i'm not even attracting people for mentoring sessions because i'm only speaking to brides God. I'm not speaking to like business owners and I'm not speaking to potential photographers who just don't know how to go full time in photography. I'm speaking to brides all the time or grooms or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Whoever it is, I'm speaking to a wedding industry and I'm not speaking to my ideal client that is aligned with what I want. Interesting. So we're already, so that's, so step one of a mentoring session with Aristasia, it sounds like if you were going to give advice to yes. yourself, you'd be saying that you should put some focus into the thing that you want to attract more. Correct. Yes. And that, isn't that the worst that you can give advice to everyone else, but not yourself? Like, <laughs> but you just said that back to me and I was like, oh, that's what I should do. <laughs> yeah. But, got, right? but yeah. So like, I think I just really have to reevaluate. Like, yeah. and my biggest thing is reevaluating how I spend my time. Okay. And the way that I am efficient in my time and in my business. Mm. Because I do, like I said, I try and do it all. Like, yeah. I try and really put out the beautiful wedding photos one day. And then, like, I just, I'm not being strategic enough. Okay. And that's where I think I'm in this in this stage now where it's like, okay, like, I'm not going to be hard on myself. Like, mm -hmm. I've also done a lot for my business. I should be proud of myself. Yeah. But now it's just kind of like, okay, like... Is this 
is this really like getting you to the place you want to be or am I remaining stagnant because I can that little bit of complacency that right little bit of complacency and it's like and don't get me wrong like there's I'll still be so creative this year and I'll have the best For weddings sure. but I'm also like I'm kind of playing it safe because I'm almost scared yeah. that if I take this chance, it'll fail or rejection or... Does the thought creep into your head ever? And this is just one of my thoughts that I have because I'm in a very similar place where sometimes it's like, if I give too much attention to this new thing, am I going to lose the thing that I had? Yes. I think about it all the time. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like I worked my butt off. Oh my yeah. gosh. Like, I built this business. And, <laughs> and, and I think another way um, that I can help with that, and this is another thing that I really need to put some thought into, yeah. is I don't have to lose my business or my wedding industry presence. No. If, even if I'm not doing weddings. Like, I could hire under me. And yeah. I could hire a team. And I could still expand. Like, I'm not going to lose all that hard work. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, okay, well, is that what I'm going to do? Because I've done nothing for that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I I really need to, like, my word for the year is clarity, and this is why. Because it's like, I want clarity yeah. on my decisions, and I want clarity on what I really want for this next phase in my life and this next step. And I've kind of, like, the last couple of years, you know, I was like you. I was finding myself, so I was just one big ball of chaos at all yeah. times. Turned my life upside down, changed this, did that, like, and now I finally am having a chance where I feel like I'm at peace with who I am. Yeah. I feel like I'm on the right track. But it's the first time I really have ha even having an opportunity yeah. to like to calm down and be like, okay, figure it out. Now I, plan it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before I it was like almost like it was survival, basically. Yeah, exactly. This is. I feel like I'm talking to a mirror. This is <laughs> this is really wild we because like, it's it's definitely I I have been in a very and am in a very similar place. So just by you saying that, super. Interesting. Now, I could go on all day about like the career stuff because I think it's just awesome. I'm gonna take a step back mm -hmm. to what we were talking about earlier and give me a little bit because this is this is career you. This is all the crazy things which are a big part of you. Oh yeah, it's and I always default to it too. Of course, people are it's like, easy. "Tell me about yourself." I'm like, "Well, my business." <laughs> right? Yeah, because it becomes synonymous it, with who yeah, you are. Yeah, it does. It really does. And there, there's so much I think as people that we have outside of that. If you had to describe yourself without using your career, what do you do? Oh lord. <laughs> Go for it. What do you think? Like just as a person, like just describe myself. Like as who, a person. well, no. What's it like? Your when we talked about values a little bit. Oh, so like, yeah. what do you think as a person? Like your values are that you, you know, might might exist. Some exist with your business, but yeah. maybe outside of it too. Can I give a little bit of backstory? Sure. Okay. Cool. Um. All right. So since I can remember, like I've all like I've been, always been extremely passionate about life. So I'm a very passionate person. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a very creative person. I'm a very open-minded and hearted person. I have a big heart to almost to a fault. Yeah. Um, and I think that like I, I've done a lot. <laughs> I've actually thought a lot about this about like what what are the values that make up of me and why. Yeah. And I think a lot of it like stems back like so you know people say nature versus nurture. Sure. Okay. So like nature would be like I'm inherently like artistic. Okay. Yeah. Nurture. I think that's what kind of goes with my values. And mm -hmm. so growing up. <laughs> It was a lot of chaos. Yeah. It was a lot, like, to just be, like, complete. I, I don't know. I just want to give you a backstory. Just please so, like, go it into makes it. Sense. Yeah, okay, can I go into yeah, it? Yeah, because no one here knows what we were talking about. Okay, so it might be us. a little bit of a, a tangent. <laughs> That's but... what we do here. Okay, cool. So, okay, so growing up, it was, like, it was just absolute insanity. It was chaos. There was a lot of trauma. There was yeah. a lot of unhappiness. Um, There's lots of abuse. Everyone I 
you know, my family had a lot of drug addicts. Like, so ultimately, if I were to summarize it, like, I grew up in an environment of uh, just negativity. Got it. I mean, of course, there's positive moments, too. Like, I'm not going to say, like, my whole, you know what I mean? But, like, there was just a lot of, like, negativity and instability and just kind of always this, um, this daunting feeling of everyone around you is just surviving. And everyone around you doesn't have a purpose that, like, sets them on fire, right? Got it. So I think from a really young age, I kind of became this, like, first of all, optimist, because I think it, like, kind of helped me not be so sad. (laughs) But ultimately, I remember just, like, having this, like, drive in me to, like, make something more of my life. Like, I I became really passionate about it. like, Like, I had my career picked out in grade school. Wow. I, like... People would ask me, I'm like, I'm gonna grow up and be a photographer. And, and they would he, like laugh at me. Cause like photography wasn't cool back in the day. It's like kinda cool now because it's like Instagram. It's, trendy, yeah. it's like trend, it's a little bit more hipster now. But, like yeah. it was not cool. People were like, You're gonna be a starving artist. <laughs> but like I was a very passionate kid who like wanted like I just wanted more for myself. Wow. I wanted more out of life. What drew you to that, if you don't mind me asking? To photography. Yeah. So I I've I think two things. One, being just you know, uh, nature, creative person, a uh, very just creative child. I was just super free spirit. I was always like daydreaming. I was always thinking of this and like, mm-hmm. I just kind of like lived in my own little like bubble, which I think kind of stems the creativity in me. Yeah. One, but two, my mom always took pictures of us. Okay. And so I think I like kind of grew up seeing a, like a camera in her hands and I was like, oh, I want to, I want to do that. Like, and so like, oh. yeah, yeah. I remember being in like elementary school and and then I remember being in like seventh grade, we had to do these like life journals. And it was like, wow. what's your, gonna be your career? And I put photography and I it was, I had this crappy little like point and shoot camera and I put like my pictures of like my brothers doing action basketball shots. <laughs> it's yes. like in the scrapbook, I have it, I'll show you. Oh my God, that's incredible. It's hilarious. So my I like- My first photos. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're so bad. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I'm sure they were great at seven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, so I like, I had like this passion and oh. me figured out and I really do think it's just stemmed from seeing a lot of like unhappiness and people who yeah. didn't, I don't know, they just didn't like thrive on life. It's like, you know, there's just a lot of like addiction and there's like severe mental health issues. And I remember just like telling people all the time, like, they'd be like, what do you want most for your life? And I still say this to this day and I say happiness, yeah. whatever that looks like. So I think that that kind of like stems into this version of me that is so like, one passionate but like two like helping people because i think in in a sense like i want everyone to feel that joy for life like the idea that we can go through life and not i don't know just embrace it fully yeah. i think it's probably a little bit of a projection from wow. a childhood but so like growing up around that right? yeah that so but that. and so i think i feel like very like um emotional about it because it's like everyone should like make the best of their life yeah. and i think that kind of goes hand in hand with helping people and like the big heart i have so I, I wow, I, I totally just answered your question with an hour long speech. But no, that's if exactly I had just, what I wanted. Yeah, cool. Okay. Like <laughs> <laughs> so if I had to like summarize my personality, it really is just like this big ball of yeah. heart and like I feel deeply, like yeah. I feel excited deeply. I I just I wanna embrace life fully and I and I think because I care so much about that, I want others to as well. Oh my gosh. So I always come back to that and that's what I mean when I say like Sometimes I'm like, am I aligned right with like with the wedding photography? Because it's like, yes. does that do like 
that lets me embrace my creative side, but like at the end of the day, like I want to see other people thrive. Is it enough? Right. Is it enough? Is it enough? Right? Like, if I can help someone else like get to a place of being full time in their business, like yeah. they're also gonna see their potential and they're gonna thrive in life and they don't have to work their nine to five that they hate or whatever it looks yeah. like for them. So I think I always come back to that. Oh my gosh, that's so good. I, I think that that's God, it's so important to be in that space too. And like for, for me, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying about wanting to be able to see people thrive. There's something that's just so rewarding about it that. It is. And I just feel so much joy from it. And yes. I love to see other people feel that joy. And now an interesting part of that is like trying to select and it's sometimes it's I feel like drawing people in is better than trying to select the people that you help because when you're trying to pick people out you might pick the person who doesn't want help <laughs> and I've learned that the hard way and right. uh, I've also learned that through therapy that yeah. sometimes uh, it is not your job to fix people exactly. and and like you said you have to um, draw them in because if you try and say oh well you're unhappy in your life let me do this to fix it for you like that's not okay. Like, and also like that's offensive. Yes, so exactly. I learned that the hard way because I I used to be a fixer and yeah. like I would even with like my siblings, like my little sister, I'm like I'll fix this for you and it's, it's like hard not to. She's right? got to find herself too. Like I can't, you know what I mean? And you've got to find yourself, and my friends got to find themselves. Yeah. Like everyone has to be on their own journey. You can't fix yeah. it. <laughs> it's it's so hard not to project because it feels like it such is. a positive thing. Like you're giving people something that yeah. is great. You're like we can do this together. We can, we yeah. can get there, you know? So And you believe in them, and then, like, you, and you're like, well, I believe in you so much, so you should believe in me. Yeah, them. you can do and, this. And, like, sometimes people just aren't there yet. Like, they're that's yeah. not their chapter, so. No, I have learned boundaries with that. <laughs> and the the other side, I think it's interesting because, like, I, I am a person that deals with a lot of self-doubt issues, and, oh, like, yeah. I re everybody, right? We all have that. So having that, gosh, you know, hearing it the other way where you hear so sometimes it's the thing you need too is somebody saying yeah. you can do this because i've been a lot of times where i'm like what do you mean i can't do that She's like what do you right. mean? And, like, then, and then you think about it and you're like why do i tell myself that right like that's so stupid like yes. can you imagine if you told that to your friend yeah like oh, yeah. you can't do that like they probably wouldn't be I your would friend. Never. I know. <laughs> right? I so would why not. do you do? Why it would I do it to me? So why do you do it to yourself? And I, I say that to. I, that's one thing I've tried to be more mindful of is because I will say I'm like not capable of something or that something's far fetched. Ooh. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, if I said that to one of my friends, not only would I think about that nonstop and I'd feel so guilty and bad. Yeah. But, like, they also wouldn't be my friend, so. Oh, my gosh. That's really good <laughs> advice. Not just for me here, but I think everybody listening has yeah. that, like, oh, my gosh, that. Like, think about what you're saying to yourself as if you were speaking to someone else. Self-talk. <laughs> and it's one of those things that can get, <laughs> it's so easy to get negative there. I don't know why. I don't it, know. Well, I don't know what our brains do Who or did why. that? Who decided that was okay? <laughs> I, I, I have no idea. But so, I'm mad. <laughs> I know, right? And it's just, it's just a weird, like, very human thing to do to be like, eh, like, I don't know, I kind of suck. <laughs> like, yeah. whatever it is. <laughs> it's terrible. It's a bad habit, but habits can be broken. They, they can. And yeah, when, when we, it seems like my show here always turns into just talk therapy sessions love because it. that's just like the route it falls down. So I love hearing about this stuff. Yeah. I think it's super nice for people to have that openness and be able to kind of feel, you know, a space where vulnerability is okay because yeah. as, as we talked about it, and I don't know if we talked about it now I'm confusing because we recorded two in a row here. So I it was, I mean, it was what if it was yours earlier, but being in a place where um, uh, 
being being able to be vulnerable helps you grow, right? Because you're in these positions where if you don't do that, you don't do that hard work, you're not yes. going to get ahead in the stuff that's important to you. Right. So, and so, and, and in a sense, like, that's when you really are remaining complacent. Yes. Like, if you're, if you're remaining complacent in, like, the self-work and your feelings and all that, like, you're never going to grow. Definitely. And <laughs> it, it falls, it falls in business, it falls in relationships, it falls just on yourself sometimes. Yeah. Because, like, and I feel, I, I, I don't know, for me, I think a relationship one is really interesting and that's difficult to work through. The vulnerability um, in a relationship? The vulnerability in a relationship, and maybe it's different for different people. But for I th- me, that was a tough one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember, so I would have to say my biggest, like, turning point in terms of, like, relationships was yeah. I said something along the lines of, to my therapist, of, like, well, like, I, I don't want to get hurt. Yeah. And she's like, can you control that? And I was like, oh, come on. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, can you control if you get hurt in life? Like, no. Mm-hmm. She's like, and at the end of the day, like, getting hurt is... It, that is life. I mean, it's going to happen, and that's yeah. a normal feeling. Like, it's you can't protect yourself for the rest of your life. She goes, because if you spend your whole life protecting, you're never going to feel the amazing things that can come from life as well. Oh, my gosh. And yeah. I was like, ugh. <laughs> and so I was like, so you mean I have to willingly oh <laughs> trust this human yeah. to not break my heart? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, well, that sucks because <laughs> it's going to hurt if they do. She's like, if being the key word like do you see what you're missing out on by that fear and i'm like oh man i really just liked that whole like not having feelings thing that was working out well acting like a robot right (laughs) and it's it's a dangerous and easy road to go down because it feels safe and you can protect yourself that way but you never get to experience the other side of it. you don't get to and and that yeah and that is like vulnerability like it's trusting you know, your heart with someone, whether you know they will or won't hurt it. Like, that that's vulnerability, yeah. but, like, that's also such a sign of growth. Yeah. Like, if you can do that, like, you know you've put in some work. <laughs> now, this is an interesting thing, and I'm curious on how this affected you, but when you start to – sometimes, for me, I didn't realize I was having relationship problems because I <laughs> put everything else as a problem first. Okay, yeah. So I'm like, it's probably my work. It's probably the situations I'm in. It's probably this. And then the last thing left was like, still isn't working. Crap. <laughs> yeah, so you kind of de- and I when I talked about deconstructing my my personal life, I feel like a lot of the stuff I had to like eliminate all these other things yep. and I wasn't willing to accept that maybe I'm in a relationship that just isn't isn't working. I I absolutely went through that because like you I was like it's got to be all these other things um and so initially when I started therapy I was going for like my like childhood trauma right didn't even end up talking about it oh wow no joke like the first initial um session like they kind of brush over some things but the all of our sessions transitioned into apparently relationship issues wow imagine that (laughs) and it turns out that what I thought, which granted, like, yes, like, we still had to get to other things, right? Like, the childhood trauma still had to be talked about. The whatever, the anxiety had to be talked about. But what was really weighing on my heart that I didn't realize was that I was in an incorrect relationship. I was suppressing a huge part of my heart and my and my overall, like, ambitions because of this relationship. I was going, you know, unnoticed and I was going unappreciated 
not out of like you know like malicious intent but it's no. just like if you're not aligned with someone like they're not going to appreciate those things that you're passionate about exactly and and because of that then that in return was affecting my confidence which then like so it's just like this ball yeah and the next thing you know i'm like uh-oh oh no <laughs> oh no uh-oh this is not good like i've a oh i figured it out and i was like this is not what i thought like i literally thought i was the which essentially I was, but like I just thought it was like I could just blame this on my daddy issues and then like my relationship would be better. No, it was like turns out there was a lot wrong with it and I didn't know it because it was so much easier to blame my anxiety on so many other things and my sadness on so many other things. Isn't it wild the blinders that you can put up and not like when it's something that should be that's probably so obvious because I, I know and, I'm sure maybe to other people it is but <laughs> yeah but when you're in it you don't see it sometimes you don't I call it love goggles yeah because <laughs> you like care about this person yeah and so you like look past all the things that might not be right yeah because you care and it's like you're not a monster no no but like at the end of the day like you're not gonna accept the fact that you know you're feeling maybe like let's say confidence issues because you're not getting that support in something that you know you thrive on like you're not gonna look at that because you're gonna be like well they would never like hurt my confidence because they also probably cared about you too you know yeah and it, and th that's a, a tricky part too is because things might not necessarily be all bad so it's, it's, a, it's like it's not always it's not toxic a, yeah it's not even that and that's and that's where you really have to like like dig deep in and say like well what is it like and we kind of i think we've talked about it on my podcast episode but we were talking about like values and yeah. like what are your core values and it's like just because something isn't bad doesn't mean it's good either exactly. and just because it's not toxic doesn't mean it also is aligned with what you need for yourself or your life people are confusing and messy aren't we they are like it would be great if we could just not be passionate we could just be complacent and never be robots that sounds yeah, awful like, doesn't i hate that it doesn't sound great no no that sounds miserable i I would much rather. But can everyone just wear a big sign so we can all figure out yes. exactly? Hey, like we match now. No, okay. <laughs> now I understand you. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, there's just there's yeah. so much. Um, there's just so much to learn about yourself, and yeah. so that's why it's it's so funny. I feel like we like went like in our same years of our like adulthood. We like both kind of went through this uh oh moment of I've got to turn everything upside down. <laughs> Very much so. And then maybe I'll figure it out. <laughs> and it's, it was just that it was deflecting. And for my, my case, it was definitely deflecting where I was like, it's got to be something else. And when I finally pulled everything back and mm -hmm. looked at it, you know, again, nothing against the person at all. It wasn't that. No, it was no. just a matter of like the situation wasn't wasn't right you know and that that was a tough thing to deal with i do remember like sitting uh when i finally got to the place of like realization and then yeah. i had to end said you know relationship yeah. i remember talking to my therapist and being like i didn't come here for this <laughs> and i and it wasn't a bitterness but i was like how did we get here how did this happen? and she even told me she's like you would be surprised at like what your heart is telling you that you don't listen to oh she's God. like you needed this because it eventually all started coming up and coming out, yeah. but you were you were suppressing it so much and like you said, blinders that I was there was no way I was gonna come to that out of like ignorance. Yeah, like it took a lot of like deep deep thinking and reflecting and to even get to that point of realization and like acceptance. It, yeah. And it's like my heart was trying to say it the whole time, but wow. <laughs> 
here we are. That's crazy. So do you think that in having that experience in a relationship, it changed how you started viewing the world? Because now you've had this this kind of drastic change in your life where, you know, I realized this thing about me that I didn't even notice. Do you think that it affected you outside of that, like into other parts of your personal or you know, professional life? Yeah. Uh, well, for starters, I after that, I went through like a major distrust in myself. Oh, no. Yeah, like, I really, like, I was like, how could I not realize that? Like, it was like, yeah. I I think I was almost, like, maybe this is, like, a stage of grief or something, but, like, I was, like, going through the thoughts of, like, how can I trust my own heart or my own uh, intuition or if I couldn't yeah. even figure that out. That was six years of my life yeah. that I just didn't figure that out. Like, I was, like, almost, like, how, like... So then the, the idea of, like, trusting someone again, I was like, well, I can't trust me. Like, you know what I oh, mean? Oh, no, yeah. So I think it, oh. that my initial response was kind of this, like, I don't even know. It was like a, an epiphany, but yeah. not the most comforting epiphany. Oh, God. <laughs> it was like an epiphany of, like, oh, my gosh, everything's a lie. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So initially it was that, but then obviously, like, you first of all, you don't know what you don't know. Sure. But I do think that, like, going forward, it really, really made me um, analyze how, how, like, important it is to prioritize, like, your emotions and your feelings. Yeah. And so, like, it did good in the long run. But there was a time there, yeah, where I was just like, I don't trust my brain, I guess. (laughs) Do you think it played into a change in your career now where you're starting to explore different options because of that? I I wondered that a lot because I actually, like... So, like, little minor backstory, I was engaged, and then I called off my wedding. The difficult part about that was that I called off my wedding in the middle of wedding season Mm. while being a full-time wedding photographer. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. I can only imagine. wedding season is fall for photographers here in Ohio in most places. Um, And so, yeah, I called it off in the middle of fall. And I was at my busiest year yet because I took on a bunch of weddings to help pay for my wedding. Oh, no. So... Initially, like, I was trying very hard not to become jaded. Yeah. Um, Because I remember, like, I would kind of go to weddings and be like, do they even know if they love each other? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I can imagine thinking that every time after getting out of that circumstance because, like. Uh, do you even know each other? Yeah. Did, did you even do the self-work? So, like, a little bit of me was jaded. But I really kept my um. Really happy. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I'm just like, okay, like you're too young for this. You gotta, oh, you gotta work no. on yourself. It was, it was oh, a no. little jaded, never towards the clients or the people because I absolutely love. But that internal monologue. But just that internal. So a little bit of it, I think, kind of did affect my um, my outlook on weddings for a little bit. That was when I really kind of started like stepping back and not taking on weddings I didn't want to do. Yeah. Especially because I realized the weddings um that were all just about the show and money, mm-hmm. I couldn't find myself aligned with it because I felt like, and it's not, I mean, my business, why someone gets married, but as a creative photographer, like, I have to feel emotional to create beautiful images yeah. in my heart. And so, like, when I felt like people were getting married for the Ooh. wrong reasons, I, like, couldn't. Oh, I like that this little deeper into, like, the, yeah. uh... <laughs> I just couldn't do it. And oh, then, my and, gosh, okay. And so I do think initially, yes, I was yeah. a little bit jaded about the idea of people getting married that, like, don't actually love each other because part of me is like I almost did that you know oh my gosh but then that turned into like a little bit of a career pivot because it like made me analyze like okay if I'm not jaded about weddings like I had to really look at it and I was like if I were to do a wedding what kind would bring me joy right now even though I just called off my own and I am miserable and and I and I thought about it and I was like 
Because I really wanted to know, like, am I over this? Like, yeah. have I just sabotaged my career? No. And I didn't because no. I did think about it. And I met, you know, really amazing couples and really sweet people that their love was so genuine. And it's like, even though I didn't have that, never once was I like, they shouldn't have that. Like, I, yeah. I just learned that I only wanted to work with people who I felt passionate about and who I felt had passion for each other. Wow. So it did a lot. So d- <laughs> just a disclaimer for everyone. If Aristasia turns down your wedding, it doesn't mean that you don't love each other. <laughs> it also it, could just mean I'm, I'm double booked. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't love each no, other. No, and that's actually, like, so I've actually never come out about this on my podcast. Oh, ever. gosh. Oh, God. Ever. Okay. Literally. <laughs> I've never talked about it. Like, I've never said these words out loud. And one of those reasons being is that I didn't want my clients to listen to it and think that, like, I yeah. didn't love their wedding or I didn't want potential clients <laughs> to listen to it and be like, she doesn't think I'm in love. Because it never had anything to do no, with that. It was just not. all like my own like journey and like learning and like, I mean, to be fair, like some people told me like, I can't believe you're even still doing weddings like during oh that season. Gosh. And I was like, well, I'm not going to cancel. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, that, that makes sense. But you better get out to work on that podcast now just in case. I I'm know. just kidding. I'm I, also though, like I'm also at a place I feel like where I'm so much um, more open and vulnerable with you my are. career. Even if I did this episode, I don't feel as anxious about it. No. But last year I was still in that journey of like kind of finding confidence yeah. and, and like when I first started the podcast, like you're like, I wasn't super vulnerable. Like no. it was kind of more like, let me uplift you. So, and then I kind of like started to be like, well, you can't help people unless you like really try and help them, like be like share your story. So, besides the people that know you, there's not a chance in the world that that would even be a thought in their mind. That, that <laughs> wouldn't even, that absolutely wouldn't even. But yeah, be a I just kind of just refocused like mm-hmm. what kind of love stories I wanted to be a part of versus like, that's awesome. I'm going to accept any wedding, even if I. Don't want to. And, it, and sometimes it wasn't even the couple. It was even yeah. just like the amount of people of in course. the venue. There's a lot of different yeah. factors. It was just like, you know what? I don't want to be around a chaotic 350 mm-hmm. person wedding at a venue I've done seven times. You know what I mean? And sometimes it has to meet that, like you said, there's like an artistic standard that you're yeah. looking for too that's trying to, you know, bring about that creative yeah. side. So. But mostly it was emotional. But mostly emotional. <laughs> <laughs> mostly it was just me being like, oh, people are in love. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's incredible. So we've covered a lot, and we've gone all over the board here. So I've got a couple closing things oh, gosh, that I yeah. want to go over with you. I told you it would be squirrely. No, I love it. No, this is great. It's it's exactly. I think that the, the my goal in talking to people is just to get a real answer and get a real conversation. I think that we did that really. Yeah, at least well. it wasn't dry and boring. Hopefully not. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if people don't listen, then I take that back. There's really good stuff at the end. I promise. I'll get to the juicy juice. <laughs> Awesome. So in, in kind of recapping here, advice yeah. for anyone listening who's trying to figure their stuff out a little bit still, find themselves a little bit more, what are some steps that they should be taking? What are, what's your advice for that person still trying to figure their stuff out? Um, one, spend a lot of time with themselves. So like you, like with their thoughts, with mm-hmm. everything, like really sit back and like spend time alone and evaluate like what do I want in my life? What yeah. brings me joy? And it's like you can't, you can't dig deep and always do that if you're constantly surrounding yourself with other people because yeah. other people are going to have an impact on, you know, your decisions and what you do and how you think of yourself and yeah. yada, 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 especially if you're a people pleaser. Sure. So spend time alone and really evaluate what does the life I'm envisioning, what does that look like? And, okay. and, and do the dirty work. Do the self-work. It sucks, but, like, do <laughs> it. Seriously, like, and just write it all out and really try and, like, tap into – who you are and who you want to be, not who you should be. 
Gotcha. The payoff's so good there when it's done. It is. It's so worth it. And like I said, it's not always easy, but like finding yourself, mm-hmm. you have to be with yourself. You've really got to like dig in deep yeah. and try and understand yourself. Definitely. And so I, I guess another question that follows in, in kind of closing here. So it sounds like a lot of things that have built your self to who you are today we kind of grow and learn through adversity mm-hmm. so for the people that are still dealing with that adversity right now and going through it I, this is kind of a similar question yeah. i guess right because we already talked you're doing the self-work so i i, I guess um your message of, your message of hope and light to those folks that are in that in that place where it's tough right now should i be cliche just like it all makes sense <laughs> no you be whatever you need to be no 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 um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I do, I do think it is hard to to find that hope and like that perseverance and that light, especially yeah. if you're in a dark place or if you're in a very confused place. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, we've said it so many times this episode. I think it just like always comes back down to the root of mm-hmm. your values. Just yeah. always go back to that and just remind yourself that like if you're not on that page right now, you can get to that page, but you mm-hmm. you've got to find that path first like if you're if you're going down the road towards xyz and you want abc and that's all you can think about you know of course you're going to be in this state of like confusion and and sadness and you know lost puppiness um so i think really just like dig dig down to those roots of of you know where you want to be in life and what values align with that all right and then also i think one thing that i've reminded myself over and over and over is that life really is like a chapter book like and sometimes you have chapters that have to close and then sometimes you have chapters that have to start so right now you're in your chapter finding yourself and then eventually you're going to be to the one where you're like hey i'm on this new path and i am doing life coaching and and then you're going to reread that story of you you know at this age finding yourself in and to be cliche again, it, it, it will make sense. Yeah. But I think that's one thing that kind of gave me a little bit of peace when everything was really hard and yeah. dark was just reminding myself that this is a chapter and even through it and even through the difficult part of it, um, it's going to help me grow and just get to my next page. I love, I love that way of kind of... Of course, it's visual. Picture, right? You know me, like, I'm no, like that, so visual. That's awesome. No, I think that that's such an interesting way to paint that and it, it makes so much sense that, you know... There's there's a story being told here. You're not. Yeah, it's, you're still it's your working life. through it, and you're just right now. You're in the part of the book that doesn't make sense. Like you're mm. you're not there. Yet. You're not to the plot. Yeah. <laughs> but it might be really exciting to read a little bit later on. Looking back at it, this might be really interesting. Especially if you've had a chaotic life, right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, you know that kind of closes out what I had to talk to you about today, and I am so happy that you got to sit here with everybody and have this conversation because it has been awesome, Aristasia. Uh, do you want to go ahead and plug your stuff for yeah. everybody listening? All right, so you can find me on Instagram at Aristasia, A-R-A-S-T-A-S-I-A. I know it's kind of complicated. <laughs> um, my podcast is Passion and Potential. You can find it on any podcast listening app, so Spotify, Apple, whatever. Uh, you'll be able to find it. And then I also have a Facebook group that's linked up with the podcast, and it's really fun. We do lots of motivating stuff, and I'm always posting stuff to just make people feel happier. (laughs) So if you just go to Facebook and type in Passion and Potential, it should come up, like, right away. Love it. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Thank you.